Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. At the bottom of the hour, we'll have Kaylee McEnany. We'll let her speak. I won't be cutting her off like some people do. Also, in the third hour, we'll have Sean Parnell. And we're going to allow him to be on this program because we want to hear what he has to say about a district that all of a sudden flopped and flipped in the middle of the night in western Pennsylvania. But first, I want to talk about a few things here. Not a single state has certified any electors yet, not one. We have states out there where the, where the difference between the candidates is far less than 10%. We have one state where the difference is slightly over 10,000 votes. I believe that's Wisconsin. Another state similar to that, I believe that's Georgia. Where there's canvassing going on and where the President of the United States, either automatically or by request, has a right to a recall. And it seems to me the media don't want him to do it. They're saying, it's over, it's over, no canvassing, no recall votes. Now, he's got lawyers out there who are looking into these situations in each state. They're tracking down individuals who are claiming that things happened to them. And it's extremely difficult. When the Democrat machines in Philadelphia, when the Democrat machines in Detroit, when the Democrat machines in Atlanta and elsewhere don't allow Republicans access to the county. It's also difficult when they're separating ballots from envelopes. Now, why the media pretend this isn't going on, and now their answer is, it's not enough to make a difference. How do they know there's not enough to make a difference? None of them are talking to any of the litigators about any of the evidence that they're finding. And by the way, it's only day six. It takes time to develop a, a, a lawsuit. I listen to these former federal prosecutors and the others. What are they, knuckleheads? They'll take months to develop a case, a tax case, against one person. 
We're talking about half a dozen to ten states where there are obstructions in place, making it difficult to gather information. And as I've been posting, and as I explained on uh, my show on Fox, the Democrats have created a situation where they've enshrined the fraud so it gets incredibly difficult to unravel it. What am I talking about? When the Pennsylvania Supreme Court and the Secretary of State of Pennsylvania, all Democrats making these decisions at the behest of the governor, Take away the postal stamp. Why are they doing that? Because they want votes that count that don't meet the deadline and make it impossible to track it back. Why would they say no signatures or no matching signatures? Is it to make sure the vote is an appropriate vote? No, it's to make sure the opposite. So if you don't have dates on envelopes and you don't have signatures on ballots, and then these idiot reporters and hosts... I don't see any widespread uh, fraud here. I really don't see any widespread fraud here. And then we're supposed to pretend the Democrats really want you to count when they don't. It's appalling. Now, as Judge Starr said on my program last night on Fox, and by the way, he was also Solicitor General of the United States, in addition to being an independent counsel, but he was an appellate judge. This is a very, very qualified, intelligent man. When he said some of these votes are illegal, he's right. And the media don't want to hear it. And some of the people reporting on this are like 25 years old, 28 years old. They have no idea what they're talking about. They don't know about certifying electors. They don't know about canvassing and and and, uh, recounts and so forth. It is absurd to say the president should now just be a good guy and, and let it go. The Democrats have spent the last 12 months, and especially the last six months, going into one state after another, one state after another, bringing lawsuits where there are Republican state assemblies to get judges, state judges, and in some cases federal judges, to change the rules. And they succeeded in several states. They're pressuring boards of election to do the same thing. They're succeeding and have in several states. And by the way, They were doing some of this while the early voting was going on. And as I keep saying everywhere I appear, they want earlier and earlier voting and later and later counting. Why? Because there's less and less safeguards. They're not doing it because they believe in uh, good government. This has been what Nancy Pelosi's trying to put in place for the whole country. They want California. They want California. Why do they want earlier and earlier voting and pushing mail-in voting, ladies and gentlemen? Because the best way to make sure a ballot is cast properly is to show up in person where there are human beings that open these big books to see, okay, are you who you say you are? Do you live where you say you live? Let me see some ID. Okay, there it is. Then you get your ballot. Or depending how they do it in your state, you go to the machine or you go wherever you go and you vote. There are protections, physical protections in place. You have a judge of election right there to make decisions. You're both parties represented right there, right there in the voting place. You have none of that with a mail-in vote, none of it. And if you take away postal stamps and you take away signatures, you have nothing. Nothing. So the Democrats have been litigating in advance of the 2020 election to take the guardrails down, earlier and earlier voting, later and later counting, 
because it helps their party. Because members of their party, for reasons only they can explain, members of their party don't like to show up in person. Or a fewer of them as a percentage of their party will show up in person. That's just a fact. And so they want to make it as easy as possible and as corrupt as possible. Now what else? What else these former federal prosecutors don't talk about? When you're sending mail-in ballots to tens of millions of people based on the election rolls that these states have, it's already a disaster. I know. Because I'm associated as chairman of Landmark Legal Foundation, where we have a great president, Pete Hutchison. And I know the lawyers here have been looking at all these states. Under federal law, they're supposed to be updating their roles. Get rid of the dead people. Look for uh, a, a, you know, people who've changed their last names. Maybe they moved across the street. They don't do it. They're not doing it. So when you send out all these millions of ballots... Of course there's going to be a significant number of mistakes. And what the press is saying today and what these former federal prosecutors and others are saying to the Trump administration, prove it, prove it, prove it. We've created a situation where the Democrats have successfully imposed, even on Republican states, procedures where it makes it almost impossible to show the evidence. And certainly within six or seven days, hey, where's the evidence? Where's the evidence? Truthfully, it should be going the other way. What do you mean, Mark? It should be the state that has to demonstrate. The election bureaucrats that have to demonstrate. The secretaries of state and the governors that have to demonstrate that the voting system that they've put in place unconstitutionally around the state legislature is bulletproof. It should be on them, not the people on the outside trying to look in, even when they board up the windows. It should be on them. And so, no, I want all these reporters to know, all these hosts to know, all these media corporations to know that 2020 isn't 2016. It's not 2012. It's not 2008. It's not 2004. It's not even 2000. You leftist Democrats, you changed the playing field all over the country. You've changed the playing field all over the country. And so now when the media says, we, uh, we call uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden, uh, Joe Biden gets George O'Kay, he's the president-elect. Now we have orders from all the CEOs and, and orders from all, the, from all the broadcast corporations. He's massive. From now on, you're to call Joe Biden the president-elect. I mean, we've been doing that since 1848, after all. Did they have all these lawsuits in 1848? No. Did they have mail-in voting in 1848? No. You had to show up in person. You had to bring your ass and vote. They don't want to talk about 1848. The whole voting system was completely different. I'm not talking about civil liberties and civil rights. I'm talking about procedures. So why are they talking about 1848? This is all propaganda. It's all crap. The President of the United States and his campaign not only has every right to do exactly what they're doing, they must do exactly what they're doing. Or we're going to lose your franchise. Because when somebody votes illegally, or if we can't even determine, they've destroyed these systems in these states, these guardrails. If you can't even determine if people are voting properly, well, then you lose your vote. And when Joe Biden and his campaign go around and the media counter every vote, 
They're telling you you're going to lose your vote. They don't say we need to make sure every vote is legal. They don't say that. Even when they say count every legal vote, they don't mean it. They're not in court joining Republicans, joining the campaign of Donald Trump to say, yeah, we need to find out what took place here. They're opposing them every step of the way, even when it comes to uh, observers. So don't hand me this bull crap. I don't remember the press claiming in 2000, George Bush is the winner. No, 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 wait a minute. George Bush is the president-elect. No, 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 wait a minute. And for 37 days, Gore litigated, particularly in three Democrat counties. He went up to the Supreme Court of Florida twice, almost three times. He went up to the U.S. Supreme Court twice. And no, I mean, Trump, let's, let's just be honest. The same bastards pushing the Russia collusion hoax day after day are involved in this. And one other thing. If you ever had any doubt that the rioters in the streets, whether they're Black Lives Matter or whomever, weren't a paramilitary wing of the Democrat Party, you shouldn't have any doubts today. All those windows boarded up in Beverly Hills, all those windows boarded up all over the country in Manhattan and so forth, unnecessary. Why? Because the Democrats claim to have won, and the media have announced that Joe Biden is the president-elect. Now, he may be president at some point. I don't know. But isn't it interesting? They won't wait. They don't want to wait. So those of us who believe in the constitutional process, those of us who comprehend the constitutional process, those of us who embrace the Constitution, we're in the right. There is the media once again, full of crap, pushing their agenda. Now, a couple of things in addition. Jake Tapper, you're a slob. You're a pig. You're in the wrong business, buddy. You're in absolutely the wrong business. Now, if we're in a fascistic regime, Jake, you'd be great. You're a great propagandist for your party. But you've showed more than ankle. You've dropped your pants. You're a left-wing Democrat. Everything that comes out of that big, bizarre mouth of yours is partisan. And you're not alone. Your whole network is poisoned. CNN. The Communist News Network. Over at MSNBC, they... they, uh, they, they put some helium or something into uh, this Brian Williams who should never be on TV anymore. He was a liar, a proven liar. There he is with his big mouth. Really, really quite appalling. I can go right down the line, right down the line with all the frauds. Some I'm not allowed to mention, but they know who they are. And the media, when they say President-elect Biden, they don't even talk about but keep in mind, there are challenges, legal challenges, there are can- there's canvassing going on, there's, there's potential for recounts, these are razor thin. We're talking about, about a total of about 100,000 votes over six or seven states. Some of the big states. Meanwhile, has anybody called Joe Biden Hitler? I'm not, I haven't. Has the Trump FBI brought any kind of memo to Joe Biden about maybe the Chinese interfering in the election? Not that I'm aware of. Were there any spies implanted in the Joe Biden campaign by the Trump FBI? Not that I'm aware of. Any FISA warrants that go through the FISA court to investigate through the back door the Biden campaign? Not that I'm aware of. 
Very different, isn't it, America? This is why these media corporations, many of which are run by leftists, this is why media personalities on TV, columnists writing, you need to understand something. 71 million people voted for Donald Trump. And if they're thinking like I am and they're furious like I am, we're not uniting behind anybody. You showed us the way. The difference is we're not violent. But we're not rolling over for you bastards either. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires educated people and people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years, not only to its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses and through its support of classical K-12 charter schools. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit to preserving the blessings of civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. The learning includes the Constitution. It includes the laws of nature and nature's God as described in the Declaration of Independence. Hillsdale's motto is pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, and it will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Levin for Hillsdale.com. Levinites, I want you to listen very carefully to me. I'm trying to tell you something. I want as many of you as possible to go over to Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R. And I want you to follow at Mark Levin Show. Correct, Rich? It's very, very important. Because any more censorship of me by either the other two big tech companies will be leaving them. And then you won't be able to find me. It's also the patriotic thing to do. We say, Congress, what are you going to do about uh, Facebook? What are you going to do about... They're not going to do anything. So we do it in the marketplace. I only have 2.4 million followers at Parler. I want us to get the 3 million as soon as possible. It'll make it easier to do what I need to do. So just remember, these big tech companies, they're gathering your data, they're gathering your personal information, they're selling it, they're making a fortune off you. Well, deny it to them. Please go to Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R, and follow me, at Mark Levin Show. It's that simple, at Mark Levin Show. All of you listening and your friends and family, come on over and join me. I'll be right back. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires educated people and people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years, not only to its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses and through its support of classical K-12 charter schools. 
Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit to preserving the blessings of civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. The learning includes the Constitution. It includes the laws of nature and nature's God as described in the Declaration of Independence. Hillsdale's motto is pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, and it will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, Levin for Hillsdale.com. The establishment's worst nightmare. Mark Levin. Call in now. 877-381-3811. Kaylee McEnany has been a fantastic press secretary to the President of the United States. How are you, Kaylee? Hey, Mark, doing great. We are uh, hard at work here at the Trump campaign headquarters. And, well, you should be, because uh, the constitutional system, as you know, as a Harvard Law School grad, has to play out regardless of what the press and the Democrats think. I want to ask you a question. Actually, I want to do it this way. You were talking earlier today, and you were cut off. What is it that you were saying, and what is it that you wanted to say? I've got 14 million people listening. And you shouldn't be cut off. Go ahead. You have an enormous audience, and I actually have exactly verbatim what I was saying here, which is that there is one party in America that opposes voter ID. There is one party that opposes verifying signatures, verifying citizenship, verifying residency, verifying voter eligibility. That party is the Democrat Party. And when you take these positions... Now, let's stop a second. Now, that's factually accurate. They have brought litigation... They have attacked people who want to put in place these boundaries to ensure that people who are voting are the people who are allowed to vote. So there's no disputing whether people like it or not. That is a fact. Go ahead. That is a fact. And you don't take these positions because you want an honest election. Mm -hmm. On the contrary, Mark, you don't oppose an audit of the vote because you want an accurate count. You don't oppose our efforts at transparency because you have nothing to hide when you take these positions, you are welcoming fraud, you are welcoming illegal voting. That is a fact, that is basic common sense that every American citizen can understand, and that is the posture of today's Democrat Party. Which, of course, is 100% correct. Why else would they be spending the last year with hundreds of lawsuits trying to change all these safeguards from signatures, signature comparisons, postal marks? I can go on and on and on, which they've been pushing in all these states. Why would a party be pushing those things if that party uh, wasn't trying to, uh, to, to set conditions in place uh, that make it possible for them to win uh, even more uh, than in a normal race? That's exactly right. Why is it that there were 682,479 votes in Philadelphia County and Allegheny County, that's nearly 700,000 votes, that were counted with no observers watching. Why are you barring observers from watching the count? What could possibly be your motive? What are you hiding? Allow the observers to have their legal right to watch 700,000 votes be counted. But in these two counties, it was shrouded in darkness, shrouded in secrecy, and you must ask why. I know of no case in the hundreds that were filed by the Democrat, but I know of no case that's been filed by Republicans to eliminate signatures. I know of no case that's been filed by Republicans to eliminate witnesses on absentee ballots. 
I know of no case filed by Republicans that are seeking to weaken the safeguards in the electoral system. I can name over 200 cases where the Democrats did this. What is the problem? Were we not allowed to speak the truth and call out the party of fraud? That's exactly right. And look, Mark, we'll find out what the vote total is, we hope, through this litigation. But look, this is bigger than President Trump. This is bigger than what's going on right now. We are talking about the future of elections in America. When you have Democrat officials, secretaries of state, like the hack secretary of state in Pennsylvania, who is out there saying, I overwill, I I overturn the will of the legislature, who is constitutionally the voice that speaks when it comes to the time, place, and manner of elections. I will speak uh, instead of them, and I will have a Democrat Supreme Court and the Pennsylvania Supreme Court uphold my opinion because my voice matters more than the Constitution. This is about President Trump, yes, but it's bigger than that. This is about the future of elections in this country, and if we don't fight now, we are succumbing to the mob, the leftist mob, who is trying to take over our elections. Then we get, uh, uh, Kaylee, from, uh, from, from reporters, some of whom look like they're about 14 years old. Then we get from reporters who say, first of all, there's, there's multiple arguments in the press. No, number one, there's no evidence. Number two, there's not enough evidence. There's not enough evidence to overturn votes. Now, this is an amazing thing since they've enshrined their fraud by making it incredibly difficult. We'll take Pennsylvania as another example. No signature, no postal date necessary. Now, what does that mean? Who the hell knows when these people even voted? Who the hell knows if they're even supposed to? No signature? No postal date? Meanwhile, they're mailing out ballots all over the country to millions and millions of people based on rolls that haven't been cleaned up. People who've moved, people get... Look, people move several times within a two, three, four-year period, perhaps. Or they, they get married, they change their name. And then these, these ballots, they just keep showing up and showing up. The media don't want to know, Kaylee. They don't want to know, and they don't want to look. That's exactly right. And when you had Ronna McDaniel read to a press corps that was sitting there watching an affidavit, a sworn, signed affidavit from a woman named Jesse Jacobs, an employee of the city of Detroit for decades, assigned to work in the elections department, who says, I directly observed in the city of Detroit election workers and employees coaching and trying to coach voters to vote for Joe Biden. They did not ask for a driver's license. They did not ask for a photo ID. And I was instructed not to look at any signatures. I was instructed not to compare signatures. And I was improperly instructed to predate absentee ballots. That is read to a press corps whose follow-up question is, where is the evidence of fraud? We just read it. And and by the way, there's going to be much more of that because, you know, unlike these hosts that sit on their fat asses, excuse my French, in Washington and New York, all these networks and cable shows and everything else, I am making calls to the field. They have a lot of evidence of a pattern of massive voter fraud. And that's what you're looking for, a pattern. You're not going to find an email that says, hey, Frank, where are the 125,000 ballots that we printed last night? That doesn't happen. What you're looking at, that's number one. Number two, these states have to demonstrate that they had enough protections in place to ensure that the vote was proper. So it's not just on people looking in the dark trying to find stuff because the states and the Democrat Party are blocking them. It's, it's, uh, it, it is uh, up to a court to say to a state, all right, we want to see your statistics. We want to know if you segregated these votes, as the Supreme Court has said. But look at all the, the poison and hostility because people say, let's take a few weeks and take, no, 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 no. He's the president-elect Biden, and Trump is really, uh, you know, he's showing his nature. He's not gracious and on and on and on. 
This is so appalling. How many interviews have you done? Oh, many. Um, hundreds, probably, since, the le- since Election Day. Okay. Has a single person interviewed you contact a single litigator in the field? I doubt it. Not, not to my knowledge. No, absolutely not to my knowledge. They're not interested in that. They're not interested in asking the fundamental questions deserving of the American people. Well, another question. Did you call Biden Hitler? No, I've never. Hold on. Did you call Biden a racist? Never. Did you say Biden is mentally ill? Never. Well, all these things have been said about our president all over cable TV for day after day, week after week, month after month. And some of these people are guest commentators. They get paid by cable TV or wherever they're located. You got cut off for giving your opinion about the Democrat Party and what they're up to. I'm sorry. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm just sick and tired of the censorship that's going on here, in my view. It's just absolutely appalling. Let people finish what they have to say and then dispute it. And then dispute it. But, uh, but people shouldn't be treated this way. I've had enough of it. Anything well, else just, you'd like to say? Let me just say one thing. There are real allegations and systemic ones at that. When, in fact, in Philadelphia County, you are, it is illegal to open a ballot before an election day. You have to have a secrecy envelope in your ballot in order to be counted. We had people, and there are multiple reports of this, contacting voters in Philadelphia, a predominantly Democrat area, saying, hey, we've canceled your ballot. We see you did not submit a secrecy sleeve. Come cure your ballot. Mm-hmm. This was happening in Philadelphia. It's not happening in Republican counties like York and Adams and Perry. This is systemic. It goes to the very heart of our election. When some voters are treated one way, urged to come cast a provisional ballot, and other ballots, other, uh, other Republican voters, uh, we'll just throw your ballot out. No effort to cure the process. This Let me underscore your point. What was happening is the Secretary of State was telling Democrat strongholds, if the ballot, mail-in ballot would contact those people and have them fix their ballot. In Republican strongholds, they weren't told the same thing. Now, it's interesting for all these experts who are hosts and so forth and reporters. In Bush versus Gore in 2000, they used the Equal Protection Clause, among other things, to end uh, what what Gore was up to. You violate the Equal Protection Clause when your government in the state is fixing certain ballots, contact the person who voted and fix it, and then in other parts of the state, they have no idea what you're doing. That violates the Equal Protection Clause. There's a perfect example, and there's so many more. Now, whether the courts do their job is a whole other thing. And I happen to think, Kaylee McEnany, that part of all this media stuff and Democrat Party stuff and Biden coming up there, like he actually runs something, uh, that, these, that, that this is all intended to put pressure on judges and justices to drop the ball. They must not drop the ball. They must uphold the law. That's my final word to you. That's exactly right. And let me just underscore your point. Bush v. Gore, quoting directly from that one sentence, having once granted the right to vote on equal terms, the state may not, by later arbitrary and disparate treatment, value one person's vote over that of another. And that is exactly what happened in the state of Pennsylvania. I'll give you another example of that. Another example of that that would be if individuals, I don't care how many there are, could be three, but if individuals are free to vote after the election because we don't have a, a postal stamp, and we don't have a signature. And yet all those people who came in person were told, Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, that's it. You're not in line. You don't vote. To me, that violates the Equal Protection Clause, too. Because if you're allowing people 
to quote-unquote send in mail-in ballots without signature and without a stamp date. They have no idea when those people voted. So the people who voted in person, we have every idea when they voted. We know when they voted. That, to me, violates the Equal Protection Clause, too. That's exactly right. And we know the Secretary of State acted in bad faith, telling the Supreme Court she segregated those ballots, she changed her guidance, and was rebuked by Justice Alito. So at the end of the day, uh, let's hope our justices and our judges do what they are mandated to do, listen to the Constitution. It's amazing how this conversation we had is barred in so many places, isn't it? It's amazing. And all we're doing is reading the text of the Constitution, uh, case law, and asking questions. So you can't ask questions uh, in today's day and age if they behoove the Republican Party and President Donald Trump. But but seriously, your point about the Democrat Party and it's corrupt, it's corrupt to its soul. Why, Why were they litigating to eliminate these safeguards? Why were they going around state legislatures to eliminate these safeguards? Why do they call anybody who says, no, leave the safeguards? You're suppressing the vote. You must be a racist. I mean, this is what they say. And then when you point out they're doing this for a reason, they want earlier and earlier votes and later and later counting. They're doing it because it helps them. They see what they got away with California. That's the truth. That's the truth. And all while they attempt to delegitimize the 2016 election through impeachment, through a Russia hoax, through a special counsel, you can question the legitimacy of President Donald Trump's election. But never, never should you ever question why Democrats fight signature verification, voter ID, and all of the various mechanisms they use uh, to prohibit and to, excuse me, rather to enable fraud across this country. And I bet you haven't heard a single host that you've talked to explain why the Democrats are doing that. No, other than you, Mark, and a handful of others, it is very few. No, but so so they're not they're not going to embrace reality. Why is the Democrat Party doing those things? Do you think it's because they believe in good government? Do you think it's because they want to get out everybody's vote? Do you think it's because they want to be fair? Of course not. You know, in my, I'm from Philadelphia. Stuffing ballots, ballot stuffing, is the name of the game. Walking around with cash in hand is the name of the game. Mark, can you prove it? Just Google back the last 20 years. I don't have to prove a damn thing. There are men and women in prison. They can prove it. All right, Kaylee, I want to thank you very much. You're an excellent, excellent guest, and you were terrific and are terrific as the press secretary. Thank you very much, Mark. Appreciate it. All right. God bless. This is Radio Free America right here on the Mark Levin Show. Radio Free America. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires educated people and people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years, not only to its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses and through its support of classical K-12 charter schools. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit to preserving the blessings of civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. The learning includes the Constitution. It includes the laws of nature and nature's God as described in the Declaration of Independence. Hillsdale's motto is pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, and it will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Levin for Hillsdale.com. (laughs) 
Radio Free America, ladies and gentlemen. That's where you are. Almost like pirate radio, you know, Mr. Producer? One day I'm going to explain everything to you folks. One day I'm going to explain everything to you. I am not taking any S. Trust me. Timing's everything. Now's the time to, to line this up. Have you ever seen so much hostility? Toward following the Constitution, ladies and gentlemen, following state laws, following federal statutory procedures. Let me explain how it works since the newsrooms don't explain it. The left doesn't explain it. States need to certify their electors. So there's canvassing where there's close races. In many states, you have a right to a recount if you're under 1% or half a percent. Or there's an automatic recount. And then there are lawsuits, litigation. More now than ever before because of what the Democrats created over the last year. They did this. So the states have to wait. The states literally have to wait on the canvassing if there's any kind of a recount and the resolution of any lawsuits. But the media won't wait. Joe Biden won't wait. Joe Biden's out there today in one of the most repulsive fictional dramas I've ever seen as his voice raises or rises rather and he's reading the teleprompter basically taking credit for the Pfizer vaccine he keeps throwing out follow the science no follow the yellow brick road you idiot he is an idiot he's always been an idiot give Joe a chance did he give Bork a chance did he give Clarence Thomas a chance give him a chance to do what Did they give Trump a chance? Listen, I have a long memory, and you should too. I'm not uniting behind recognizing the Palestinians and sending them a half a billion dollars. I'm not uniting behind the Iran deal, which he wants to put back in place because Iran wants to have Merv nukes to shoot at our country. No, I don't think so. I'm not going to unite against a, a soft, passive approach to communist China, which is on the march. Sorry. I'm not uniting against so-called systematic racism where they really mean the 71 million people who voted for Donald Trump. That's aimed at you. That's what that's aimed at. No, I'm not going to get behind climate change, which is the greatest power grab over our economy by the federal government in our history. I'm not uniting behind any of that BS. Not today, not tomorrow, not ever. You're listening to Radio Free America. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. This is Radio Free America, a pirate broadcast, you might say. Our number, 877-381-3811, You're damn right I'm going to resist Biden and his policies, God forbid, should this uh, claim of, uh, of his pre-presidential situation uh, pan out. But we're going to follow the law and the Constitution. I'm not going to follow the outbursts of uh, decision desks and... Uh, 
and hosts. We've been doing this since 1848. This is much different. The landscape has changed completely. We've got unconstitutional activity. That's my focus all across this country. We have secretaries of state and boards of election, which are bureaucrats, making decisions that the Constitution says the state should make. You haven't seen a single news program that's gone down the list of litigation that the Democrats brought, hundreds of cases that their surrogates brought in the last 12 to 24 months, and even in the last three or four months during the course of early voting for this general election. None of them have showed you a chart. None of them have showed you a graph. None of them have even discussed it. Why do we have all these lawsuits? Because the Trump campaign is fighting back. And what did all these Democrat lawsuits do? They tried to peel back the safeguards that we have in our electoral systems in every state. They want to turn it into California. And people who bring this up on TV and radio shouldn't be treated like trash. It is corrupt. It is corrupt. Not every vote, but what this Democrat Party did. And I also notice that despite the fact Joe Biden and his campaign were involved in 60 such lawsuits since August, 60 cents lawsuits since August. That's not been reported. It's not discussed. So what did these lawsuits try to do? Eliminate signature requirements. Eliminate signature matching. Eliminate uh, postal stamp dates. Just just the top of the... uh, Eliminate uh, observations during counts. That is a party that doesn't want the safeguards in place. That's a party that wants earlier and earlier mail-in voting, later and later counting. It's corrupt. They've taken the corruption off the streets of Chicago, Philadelphia, Detroit, Atlanta, and they have embraced it as a party, and they're trying to impose it throughout the country. They did it in California, and it took basically one or two elections to completely change that state, its entire election process. And that's why people are leaving now. Because you have one party rule. And that's what they've done in our cities. Because they run the cities. But the the Republican areas are not going to be able to hold up against this. Because they're going to impose these laws. And then you're going to hear the same thing you hear. Hey, where's the evidence of the uh, fraud? The fraud is the fraud of the abuse of the Constitution and the rule of law. Taking the safeguards off. That's the fraud. And they won't report on it. The media will not report on it. It's appalling. They all sound like a bunch of nitwits saying the same damn thing over and over again. They can't think beyond their own propaganda. I have a question for the media. Why did the Democrat Party go into state after state after state with the same agenda? To make it incredibly difficult to know if the right people are voting. Why did they do that? Answer me. They can't. Because they move like sheep. It's all groupthink, as I explained in Unfreedom of the Red. It's all groupthink. If you stand out and you challenge it, oh, you're going to cause riots. You're going to cause violence. Can somebody tell me once where the Republicans were riding in the streets? Just show me once. Show me once where the Republicans were beating police officers over the head with skateboards. Or they were burning stores or doing... Where are all these Republicans? They're nowhere. 
And we have no riots now? Isn't it amazing how silent Davy Alba, the New York Slimes, is? Or Philly Bump over there, whatever his name is, at Washington Compass. All these big-mouth leftists dressed up as phony journalists. Isn't it amazing they don't take note of the fact that since the media, the media have determined that Joe Biden is the president-elect, there are no riots taking place. None. How can that be? This is why Joe Biden didn't attack them until it looked like the polls in the suburbs were moving away from him. It's why he didn't denounce them. This is why Nancy Pelosi, she denounced the federal law enforcement officers who are trying to protect a federal courthouse in Portland. Remember that? Making Nazi references? She didn't get cut off, by the way. Or how about that clown James Clyburn? Making Nazi references about our federal law enforcement? And there were others. There are others. They, they call it mostly peaceful. The same media. We have riots. They're calling it mostly peaceful. Do you expect that media to be honest about what's taking place in these election areas? Do you expect them to even care? Do you expect them to even look? Look at this clown, Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper was a Democrat working on the Hill for a left-wing congresswoman. He worked for Handgun Control Inc. Now his fat face is on TV with that stupid constipated look of his. Like he's some kind of journalist. He's a fraud. How about this guy Cooper? What's his? Anderson Cooper. What is the point of that show? He's an idiot. And then you watch the psychos. I don't, of course. D. Lemon. They give themselves name like their, their street. D. Lemon. And then, of course, Fredo Cuomo. As my buddy Chris Plant named him originally. Fredo Cuomo. Who are these fools? Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Just stand firm, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to go through this process whether they like it or not. I'm concerned all this pressure is going to build up. But the the U.S. Supreme Court needs to do its job. You understand that, Chief Justice Roberts? Do your damn job. Don't worry about your social scenes. Don't worry about Thomas Friedman and his wife. Yeah, yeah, I know they're friendly with them. Uh, Don't worry about all that. Do your damn job. Rehnquist did his job in 2000. Now see if you can do your job. But you know what? If we have five serious constitutionalists on the Supreme Court Court of the United States, they can do the job without Roberts. Roberts can leak to Politico. He can get a write-up in the New York Times or the Washington Post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roberts has gone Hollywood. He's gone Georgetown. It's the way it is. Mr. Kennedy Center. But this is too damn important. The Attorney General has announced minutes ago that he's authorizing the United States attorneys throughout the country to pursue evidence, if they have it, of substantial allegations of voter irregularities. Now, he'll come under attack. He will come under attack by the media and the Democrats because they do not want the feds investigating voter irregularities. You want to know why? Because they own half the DAs around here. Philadelphia, you got a Soros DA. So now the U.S. attorney in Philadelphia, who's a stand-up guy, now he can get into the game. The U.S. attorney in all these big cities can get into the game. And they need to. 
They need to. It is amazing to me, the media and these former federal prosecutors who know nothing about the Constitution, they've learned it on the fly over the last few years, haven't studied it for decades, how little concern they have about fraud. They say, bring us examples of fraud. I just explained to you what the Democrats succeeded to do, doing in courts across this country and what Democrat secretaries of state and Democrat legislatures have done to take illegal activity that was illegal one day and to enshrine it as legal the next day. So I would ask these former federal prosecutors and the other, is that a fraud? Are those votes fraudulent? Yeah, what? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not going to change. And then I have to watch 25-year-old uh, reporters on TV telling me there's not any evidence that can possibly turn the election around. Really? How do you know that? Well, it hasn't been given to us. It's not going to be given to you. It's going to be used in court, or it's going to be used as a basis for getting recounts, perhaps. I want to move to another subject when we come back, and it's this vaccine. It's Operation Warp Speed, and now the media are doing the very best they can to say, well, it had nothing to do with Operation Warp Speed. I mean, this was going to happen anyway. They are such sleazeballs. It's really unbelievable. Hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars spent by the Trump administration, Operation Warp Speed, to give funding and support to Pfizer and a dozen other pharmaceutical companies to give them the support, the funding they need, the capital they need to press ahead as fast as they can, to blow out the red tape at the FDA and other places for which Trump has been and continues to be attacked. To even take it a step further, to start manufacturing the vaccine and the vials and the syringes in advance of approval, just in case one or more of them work. And to already fund the contracts for distribution, which is very, very important too. Every step of the way, the process has been supported by the president in Operation Warp Speed. None of this would be happening as fast as it is. None of it. But for this president and his administration, Fauci has nothing to do with this stuff. Fauci gives off more carbon dioxide than a fully grown bull. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, one day only sale. Wouldn't you rather just work with a company who puts you on a pedestal every day? That's what you get with Pure Talk, a veteran-run wireless company that understands what it means to serve. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Now, if you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save you over $400 a year. Unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. What a novelty, a company that actually puts their customers first. You can keep your phone and your number or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. When you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N, Levin Podcast, Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless.
Anthony Fauci tried to defeat Trump. Anthony Fauci tried to defeat Trump. The most political, so-called scientific excerpt, expert that I've ever seen. Senior White House aide tells Philip McLaughlin Wegman, sorry, I don't know who that is, that they learned of the vaccine from press reports, and to the best of their knowledge, Pfizer didn't notify the administration beforehand. But you know who they did notify? Joe Biden says he was informed of the Pfizer vaccine development the night before. The night before. Scott Gottlieb, MD, I believe he was the, uh, what would he have been, the Surgeon General of the United States at one point, one of those positions. He said, there are a lot of people who share in this interim success with the vaccine. First and foremost, patients who entered the trial, the providers and scientists who led the development. But there's no question the unprecedented effort led by HHS helped galvanize support and advance the development. He has to put that out because the media representing Joe Biden are lying now. Now, I wonder if somebody who lies about this and appears on cable TV will be cut off. David Marcus, a great writer for The Federalist, media lie about Pfizer partnership with Trump administration's Operation Warp Speed. You ever seen anything like this? Monday morning's news that Pfizer has shown a 90% effectiveness rate in its soon-to-be-available vaccine should have been a moment of national unity and joy. And congratulations and thanks to the Trump administration, I should add. He says, more than that, it should have been treated as an achievement, here you have, of the Trump administration and its efforts through Operation Warp Speed to develop a vaccine. But no sooner had the news broken than outlets like the New York Times and the Washington Post sought to make sure Trump got no credit for it. None. And we're going to rely on them on the counting the vote. The Times quoted... Catherine Jason, the head of vaccine development at Pfizer, is saying, we have never taken money from the U.S. government or from anyone. That's a lie, by the way. I already looked at the numbers. And then went on to claim Pfizer was never a part of Operation Warp Speed. He says, this is simply not true. And she should be fired, in my humble opinion. We don't need liars and propagandists who are involved in working with the federal government. As NPR reported in July, the government reached a deal for nearly $2 billion to help distribute the vaccine. Pfizer's own press release in July announced the U.S. government placed an initial order of 100 million doses for $1.95 billion. No money went specifically into the vaccine's research and development, but Pfizer absolutely did take government money and was forced to walk back Janssen's statement. In an update to their story, Newsweek provided this key clarification. This page has been updated to clarify Janssen's comments following further details from a Pfizer spokesperson. The spokesperson clarified that its vaccine is linked to Operation Warp Speed. So why all the effort to lie because the President of the United States has been successful in managing this issue? All the effort to lie by the media? And the corporatists, what kind of country we become. It's shocking. Fauci calls Pfizer coronavirus vaccine findings extraordinary reports, says this is Fox News. 
Wasn't it a while back when Fauci said we wouldn't have anything for a while, Mr. Producer? Yes. Fauci's comments come just two days after he told the American Medical Association that once a vaccine is approved and once a substantial portion of the population get it, the country could see some semblance of normalcy in the next year or two. And there's Biden out there like he had something to do with it. Biden is a plagiarist. He's basically a political pickpocket. That's what he is. Let's play this cut very quickly, Mr. Producer. And then he's lecturing. The vaccine must be based in science. You idiot. What the hell do you think it is based in? Cut two, go. And we just received positive news in this fight with the announcement that there's been progress made toward a successful vaccine. Soon, the expectation is... See, why is he announcing this? Folks, listen to me. Biden has done nothing. Even as he poses as president now, he's done nothing. He's had nothing to do with any of this. Why is he putting out a statement? It's the president of the United States. We still have a president of the United States. That's putting out a statement. What does Biden have to do with this? Every step of the way. Biden was trying to kneecap the administration and the president, trying to dissuade people from even taking a vaccine. Now, obviously, this vaccine will be grounded in science and transparency, or we won't be able to use it. Because the FDA, even if it gives emergency approval, which it must, Biden doesn't even understand how this process works, or worse, he's lying about it. Even in the private sector, there's a, there's a committee or a board it goes to of various experts that have to approve it even before it gets to the FDA. So why do they keep saying it has to be grounded in science and transparency? Because they want you to believe that that's not what Trump and the Trump administration was all about, but we are. And when we put this vaccine out, it's going to be the Joe Biden vaccine. You mean like the swine flu vaccine, you idiot? Yes, you idiot. And you and I are supposed to sit here like a bunch of numbskulls and just intake all this and yay, unity, yay, unity. Is this the way Biden shows unity? What he should have said is, I tip my hat to the president and the Trump administration. But they don't say stuff like that, do they? I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition.
Symphonie and proud of it. Call the Mark Levin Show at 877-381-3811. So look at Georgia right now. You got these crucial center races, right? Two of them. And that will determine whether we remain a relatively free country or turn into a tyranny. Because then they'll have the House, the Senate, and I'm not saying they have the presidency, but they could. Now, isn't it important that we get to the bottom of what's been going on in Georgia, ladies and gentlemen, and particularly Atlanta? All of a sudden, hundreds of thousands of ballots show up, and we got a ton of ballots that just vote Joe Biden and nobody else down ticket? That's not a lie. That's not a conspiracy. That's a fact. Isn't it important to figure that out? Who cares what the media want? The media have their job. And their job isn't to control the country. Their job isn't to to run interference for the Democrat Party. Their job isn't to anoint Joe Biden president of the United States. Do your damn job in the media. Then people won't hate your guts. Tell the truth. That's all you have to do. Even when you declare Biden, explain to everybody, we can declare him. But that said, we have to do this, this, this. I haven't seen him. Trust me, I'm not watching them all, so I could be wrong. But I, I have not seen on any one of these news platforms an explanation of what happens, how you become president of the United States. The certification of votes, you have canvassing and and recounts first. The lawsuits have to be resolved. Then the state has to certify uh, the electors. And depending on what the governor signs, a state legislature can actually overrule, can overrule a governor. The fact that I say it, I'll come under attack. doesn't matter. It's a fact. Then it all goes to Congress, and both sides meet in joint session, the Senate and the House. If there's an objection from a House member and a senator, and I'm not going to get into the weeds now, maybe later, a couple more steps, it can be thrown to the House on the presidency. Now, that doesn't help Trump, even though we have a majority of delegations there, because they have like 10 more or 12 more House members. But still, there's a process in place, constitutional and statutory. You don't just get to announce that you're going to be president, or we oh there there goes uh, there goes Arizona, or there goes uh, and why are they waiting on Alaska and North Carolina for God's sakes? But you have this big election in Georgia. You want to be disappointed again, America? We got to get this figured out, or we're going to lose senators, we're going to lose House members down the road, and we'll never be able to win the presidency. Donald Trump. Got 71 million votes. Biden is said to have, what, 75 million? Donald Trump got the second highest total votes in the whole history of the country. As a practical matter, it is hard to believe that Joe Biden got all these votes and they're all kosher. All right? It's not a matter of me proving it. I'm just telling you it's hard to believe. But then you get all these stories. Let me ask you a question. If they were having a vote in Syria, in Syria, and all these issues were coming up about mail-in voting, and that the opponent to Assad was way ahead, and then night comes, and Assad wins, and he wins by 10,000 in this province, and 44,000 here, and 11,000 over there, we would be saying there needs to be canvassing and recounts and investigations of what's going on, right? Yes, right. So we adopt the third world 
Venezuelan-style election system urged on us by the Democrats. No signatures, no comparing signatures, no postal dates, early, early voting, later and later counting. Hardcore Democrat areas, all of a sudden hundreds of thousands of ballots show up. You wouldn't have any question if that was Venezuela or Syria? Of course you would. So in our country, we have a way of looking at it. Canvassing, recounts, and lawsuits with judges. But they don't want that, the media. They don't want that, Biden. They don't want it, the Democrat Party. Now Biden today, like a true dictator and fascist, announced they vote's over. I won. Listen to this. Cut three. Go. This is a crisis that affects everyone. As I've said throughout this campaign, I will be a president for every American. Listen, you clown, you're not going to be a president for every American. The things you said about the 71 million people who turned out to vote for this president were a disgrace. Were a disgrace. Your agenda, which is going to throw millions of people out of work, destroy God knows how many business, our whole energy sector, you're not a president of all the people. You're a president of the cities. That's all you are. And you say, as I've said throughout this campaign, you've been in your basement throughout this campaign, knucklehead. Go ahead. This election is over. It's time to put aside the partners. That's it. That's it. That's it. Comrade, Biden has spoken. It's over. Stop the canvassing. No recounts. Throw out all the lawsuits. Forget about certifying electors. Forget about sending it to Congress. Biden's in a hurry. If he really thought he won, and maybe he does, is there a reason why he won't let the system play out? He knows it's going to play out for about another month. But he's like, I won. It's over. The partisanship is, partisanship's not over. Does he listen to the members of his own party? Does he listen to the media, the skunks and the reprobates in the media? Does he listen to any of that? Has he once told the media to cut it out? Has he once told his party to cut it out? Of course not. Did he tell the rioters to stop rioting? No, he had a few feeble comments here and there. The problem is Joe's been around 47 years. We know exactly who he is. And don't get me started with the number two, Kamala Harris. Boy, they have her under wraps, don't they? They put her in the witness protection program. We're going to join the uh, Paris Climate Accord. We're going to put in DACA. We're going to do all these things. Can't you all unite behind me? Uh, No, we can't. We love our country. We're going to fight you. Legally. Legitimately. Civilly. Peacefully. Not the way you Democrats do it in the streets. And by these Democrats who do it in the streets, like Black Lives Matter and so forth, they're supported by corporate boardrooms all over the country. All over the country. But don't you dare say that the Democrats support fraud. That, that's over the line. They can call Trump Hitler and Mussolini and Stalin. They can call him a liar over and over again. Question is mental. Do whatever you want. Push the Russia hoax. But don't ever say the Democrat Party supports fraud. No. That's beyond the pale. Never. You have no proof. The same Russia hoax crowd. 
You have no proof. I have tons of proof. I've gone over it for the last hour and a half. Who the hell brings a lawsuit to get rid of signatures and signature comparisons? What do you do that for? To polling. Oh, yes. The election is over. I'm the president of the United States. Again, what if his name was Maduro? And the canvassing and the recounts, none of this has occurred. And all the numbers pile up at nighttime. All of a sudden, 4 a.m., 123,000 ballots. Are, you don't have any proof. Is that what we You don't have any proof. We say, no, do the canvassing, do the recounts and the lawsuits, and let's see what the hell happens. No, no. And not only that, you can't make up the vote. The third world is laughing at us. Because the Democrat Party was pushing third world rules on the nation. Now, I have a question for you, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Biden keeps walking around like he has a stutter about masks. We need to wear a mask. We need to wear a mask. Mr. Producer, everyone around me is wearing masks. Are people around you wearing masks? There was a study that just came out and said pretty much everybody's wearing masks, 92% or whatever the percentage was. What is this? You're not wearing masks. We have more masks than ever before. More people wearing more masks than ever before. And the COVID numbers increase. The cases, not the deaths. The deaths are way, way down, which is why they don't talk about it. Way, way down. But the cases are way up because we have testing and everything. And here's the thing. God forbid if Joe Biden walks into the Oval, all the testing will have been accounted for. That is, the new testing systems are already in place. Massive amounts of PPE, there'll never be shortages. Massive numbers of ventilators and respirators, there'll never be shortages. They'll have uh, vaccines. They'll have therapeutics. It'll all be there already. And he will announce, like a good little dictator, we followed the science. Look at the magnificent progress we made. Look what we've done. And there will be the propaganda pages of the New York Times and the Washington Post, both of which essentially ignored the Holocaust, just as they ignore other facts. By the way, I invite anybody on here, anybody, from the New York Times and the Washington Post to defend your newspaper's coverage of the Holocaust. Come on. What should I have to do with anything? Are you kidding me? A massive genocide like that, and you cover it up? And you're still a company that people pay attention to? That's why we all hate you. And all these, these punk Ferrari kids and sorority kids you hire and you, you turn into what you consider reporters. It's like a propaganda machine in these places. Now listen to this idiot Biden. Go on and on. Cut four, go. We know the single most... No, better yet, let's go to cut five. Go ahead. We are Americans and our country is under threat. And now, we're, we're now called to, to do the same thing that generations of proud Americans have done when oh, yeah, faced yeah, with a yeah. crisis throughout our history. Rise above our differences to defend the strength and the vitality of our nation. You know, that's the character of patriots. That's the character of America. We have to do this together. Wearing a mask may seem like a small act. Oh, Come on, everybody. Wear a mask. Ladies and gentlemen, I think more people are wearing masks and are wearing pants and dresses in this country when they go outside. 
Everybody's wearing a mask, you dummy. Why do you keep saying that? Wear a mask. Well, it must be uh, John Meacham writing this stuff. Looks like John Meacham has been ghostwriting speeches for Biden. And if that's the case, he should have been fired a long time ago. His speeches suck. But this is a historian who they go to to comment on Trump. He's an MSLSD contributor who they go to to comment on Trump. And all along, he's writing speeches for Biden. His ass should be kicked out, too. More when I return. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, one day only sale. Wouldn't you rather just work with a company who puts you on a pedestal every day? That's what you get with Pure Talk, a veteran-run wireless company that understands what it means to serve. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Now, if you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save you over $400 a year. Unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. What a novelty, a company that actually puts their customers first. You can keep your phone and your number or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. When you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N, Levin Podcast, Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Radio Free America here. So what's going to happen to John Meacham? I mean, how deceitful to the audience, all seven viewers of MSLSD, but utterly deceitful for this historian who hates Trump's guts to go on television like the morning schmo and Mrs. Schmo and other, other schmo shows on CNN. Excuse me, get them confused, on MSLSD. Trashing Trump while he's writing speeches for Biden behind the scenes. Meacham's not even supposed to be a partisan. He's supposed to give us his, his tremendous wisdom. His tremendous wisdom. While he's writing speeches. But let me tell you something. He got caught. These media Democrats have been working behind the scenes with the Biden campaign with Adam Schiff on the Hill, with Schumer and Pelosi on the Hill for years. Fauci's been working with the Biden campaign and the Democrats. I have no proof, but I'll bet if you were on this program, I would ask them. They go way, way back, half a century, both of them in Washington, D.C. That's just my guess. Just my guess. But he doesn't even have to do it behind the scenes. He was doing it in front of the scenes, opening his big mouth about politics and things he didn't even know about. How dare they quote me? He made public statements there, pal. What do you mean, how dare they quote you? How dare they quote you? They can't quote me in a commercial. I've never been like... No, instead the media should quote you. Let me just say this. Let me pull this document from under here. 
This is what I posted earlier today. Joe Biden is truly an ambulance chaser. He has nothing to do with the vaccine that is about to be made available to the public. And by the way, it turns out that Dr. Gottlieb was an FDA commissioner and is on the Pfizer board and said, yes, Operation Warp Speed deserves credit for assisting. He had nothing to do with the vaccine that is about to be made available to the public. He had nothing to do with the manufacturing process that is already underway. He had nothing to do with the distribution process that is set in place, all of which were superbly instituted by President Trump and his team. Again, it's going to take some time, uh, even if the president has a second term, for true journalists, true historians, true scholars, who will take a sober look at this and say it was a most unbelievable an effective response to a pandemic anywhere in the world and ever seen before. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building we've once again made contact with our leader Mark Levin Hello America, Mark Levin our number is 877 877-381-3811 877-381-3811 So how did Michelle Obama respond to the events that were taking place? She got very, very cocky because they feel that Joe Biden won. Candidate that the Obamas never endorsed during the primary. And barely endorsed after that. To the last few days of the election. As they point out in the Daily Wire, former First Lady Michelle Obama demonized tens of millions of Americans on Saturday after news organizations declared Democrat presidential nominee Joe Biden the winner of the 2020 election. Despite the fact that ballots are still being counted and the Trump campaign has filed lawsuits in several states, claiming without evidence that those who voted for President Trump, this according to Obama, voted to support, quote, lies, hate, chaos, and division. That's you. You who are systemically racist, you have a target on you now. I'm beyond thrilled, she wrote, that my friend Joe Biden and our first black and Indian American woman vice president. This identity politics stuff is unbelievable. Isn't she also Jamaican? Why didn't she say black, Indian American and Jamaican American woman vice president, Kamala Harris? are headed to restore some dignity, competence, and heart at the White House. Our country sorely needs it, she wrote. Thank you to all of you, thank you to all of you, who poured every ounce of your hope and determination into this democracy over the past four years, 
registering voters, getting them to the polls, keeping folks informed. More votes were cast in this election than ever before. It's because of you. She said, and after we celebrate, and we should all take a moment to exhale after everything we've been through. Oh yeah, they've been through so much. Let's remember that this is just the beginning. Yes, the revolution goes on. It's a first step. Voting in one election isn't a magic wand, and neither is winning one. Let's remember that tens of millions of people voted for the status quo, even when it meant supporting lies, hate, chaos, and division. We've got a lot of work to do to reach out to those folks in the years ahead and connect with them on what unites us. What kind of stupid incoherence is this? One sentence you're trashing 71 million people. In the next sentence, we've got to reach out and connect with what unites us? Incoherent. But dripping with hate. But we also got to recognize that the path to progress will always be uphill. Oh yeah, America really sucks. It's an uphill fight. Progress, a.k.a. socialism. We'll always have to scrape and crawl up toward that mountaintop you believe this, Mr. Producer? How she looks at this country? She, she, her husband was elected president. She was first lady. They have to be worth $200 million. They're treated like a king and queen all over the country. They're a pre- and this kind of talk? She thinks they just got their candidate and the first black, Indian, Jamaican, American woman vice president. And this is how she talks? And two years from now, four years from now, there will once again be no margin for error. We see now the reality that we can't take even the tiniest part of our democracy for granted. Every single vote must count. Well, of course, even the illegal ones. And every single one of us must vote. And as a country, we should make making it easier, not harder to cast about. How much... I have an idea. Why don't you just cast a ballot for 75 million people? What do they make it easier... People are mailed ballots. We have men and women who really are at the bottom of mountains all over the the world, clawing and fighting their way to the top with their lives on the line. Then we have people sitting on their fat asses expecting people to hand them ballots and then fill it out and stick it in your mailbox. What the hell's the problem? Make it easier to vote? She means make it easier to commit fraud. All the safeguards should be removed. Unbelievable. The comment here from the Daily Wire, Michelle Obama also tried to drum up enthusiasm for the upcoming Senate runoffs in Georgia. Now here's what's amazing. Stacey Abrams lost by like 50,000 votes in Georgia. I don't believe Trump is behind by 50,000 votes in any state of these states. But 50,000 votes. And they say the election was stolen. Trump is contesting the votes in Georgia. He wants a canvas. He wants a recount. And they're saying he's not graceful, according to Romney. Of course, Romney's an idiot. But you get my point. Michelle Obama has made numerous unsubstantiated and misleading claims about the Trump administration over the past several years. She has deceptively claimed 
during the Democrat National Convention that, quote, right now kids in this country are watching in horror as children are torn from their families and thrown into cages while failing to acknowledge that those cages were built during her husband's administration. And I might add, kids are not ripped from their parents and thrown in the cages. You see, there has to be a determination made when you have people coming here illegally if those are actually their parents, if they're pedophiles, if they're kidnappers, and if those children are safe. So they're not being thrown in cages. But the writer here at the Daily Wire, of course, is quite correct. Any cages were built during the Obama-Biden administration. No cages were built by Trump. She also tried to suggest that Trump was responsible for, quote, people shouting in grocery stores, unwilling to wear a mask to keep us all safe, to people calling the police on other people just because of the color of their skin. She really is a race baiter. I'm not, I'm not kidding. The worst of the worst, in my humble opinion, and the opinion of tens of millions of other people. But this mask wearing is really unbelievable to me. You can't go into a public place without them telling you you're going to wear a mask or you're out. And I have not seen, even though every now and then they have an anecdotal case, a single person object to wearing a mask. I've not seen anybody. I am out and about. Grocery stores, gas stations, warehouse stores. I'm everywhere. There was one guy, I think, at all that who wasn't wearing a mask. But they're all wearing masks. So this is like, this is becoming a, a, a myth almost. Fauci wants you to believe if we'd only wear masks, we wouldn't have a, people are wearing masks. So now Joe Biden is going to impose a mask rule on the country. Then if the mortality rate sinks even further, he'll take credit for, I know what's going on here. They exploit and they politicize this pandemic as they do everything else. And in many of these states on voting, they've created the circumstances to exploit. To get rid of signatures, comparing signatures, uh, postal dates and other things. And then they say, now prove to us the vote isn't legal. <laughs> right, Mr. Producer? Prove to us the vote isn't legal. Now that we've removed all the tools for you to demonstrate that the vote is illegal, now prove to us that the vote is illegal. I'll be right back. Mark. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S.
Sean Parnell is a veteran. He's an American hero. Um, and a gentleman I've come to know and really, really respect. And he was in a race against some guy named Connor Lamb, I think his name is, out in a, uh, in a uh, district in Pennsylvania that had been Republican, that Lamb uh, won two years ago by the skin of his teeth. And now all of a sudden, he goes to bed significantly ahead, and he wakes up, and Lamb claims to win. Sean Parnell, how are you? Well, I won't even ask you that. Sean, what happened to you? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so uh, we were up by 43, just over 43,500 votes, 17 points on election night. Um, and, you know, even, even I think it's funny because I think Connor thought that he was going to win, had a press conference scheduled early in the night to declare victory early. Uh, that didn't happen. Uh, canceled his press conference. And then I'm up 43,000-plus votes, 17-point margin, Mark, and Allegheny County just mysteriously stopped counting the votes. And so they were supposed to pick up counting at 10 o'clock the following day after Election Day. Uh, They didn't do that, uh, but the county executive and the ranking member of the Board of Elections in Allegheny County, instead of counting the votes, went out and did a media blitz and told everyone that, don't worry, when all the votes are counted, Congressman Lamb will win by two points. Now, who does that sound like? That sounds like the Attorney General, Josh Shapiro of Pennsylvania, saying when all the votes are counted, Trump is going to lose Pennsylvania. And so sure enough, they start counting the votes at 2.30. Um, and we expected the race to tighten, Mark, because Connor had more mail-in ballots. Now, he- here's the thing. On election night, there was no honest mathematical path for him to win. We ran every calculation that we could 13,000-plus was going to be our margin of victory. Even if Connor got all of his mail-ins, even if I got all of mine and we split independence 60-40 his way, even 70-30 his way, he couldn't win. A couple of networks called the race. Even Leader McCarthy called me to congratulate me because there was no honest mathematical path. Then around 8.30 p.m. the day after Election Day, there were two ballot dumps, one of 4,000 votes and then another of 9,000 votes, almost exclusively for him. 25 minutes after that, he ran out, Connor ran out, had a press conference, and declared victory. And <laughs> like since then, like, what the heck happened? Where mm-hmm. did those 13,000 ballots come from? We have no idea. So what did they say the count is uh, for you and him in terms of the percentage of the vote? So right now, I think he's up on me by 8, 000, just over 8,000 votes. It's a 51-49 race right now. Uh, and I think there are still, you know, a couple, like several thousand provisional ballots left to count. And do you, have, a, do you have any legal recourse? Because that's over well, the 1%. But anyway, yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to do everything we can. We're going to piggyback on, on the president's lawsuit here in Pennsylvania. On Tuesday and Wednesday, there were zero Republican poll watchers watching what the heck was going on in Allegheny County. Um, we've seen statistical anomalies emerge all over the district to include ballots in three precincts in PA-17 that didn't even have my name on it that apparently were for PA-18 and had Mike Doyle only on there. Uh, there were 19,000 mail-in ballots for Connor Lamb uh, in Beaver County. And Beaver County, by the way, is, is, is a county that's the majority Democrat, but I won Beaver County basically 75-25 on election night. 
unbelievable Democratic crossover. Got, I earned their support, went there often. Lamb had 19,000 mail-in ballots that look that it looks like right now all of those are 100 percent straight Democrat tickets. We're seeing some statistical anomalies at nursing homes where nursing homes both requested a ballot and returned a ballot on the exact same day. I mean, this, this, this just this whole process is just unbelievable. It just doesn't feel feel right. And then add to that the uncertainty that the PA governor and, and the attorney general and the PA secretary of state, they sowed chaos all throughout our electoral system and removed all the safeguards for, for the mail-in ballots by extending the deadline uh, for three days, removing the signature requirement. You, you can drop off a mail-in ballot in the state of Pennsylvania three days after the election with no postmark. Mm-hmm. How, how does that make any sense whatsoever other than just to sow chaos in the election system? You can even vote in the state of Pennsylvania without proving residence and with a provisional. It's absurd. It's absurd. I mean, statistically, Mark, 43,500 vote lead with 94% of precincts reporting. How is it mathematically possible? Yeah, I, I don't. Race? I agree. I don't it buy it. It makes no sense. No, it makes it no makes sense. And I think he got caught in this whole way where they were targeting Trump. And there's a lot of things that took place here. And I can tell something's wrong because the media want us to ignore it and move on as quickly as possible. That, that's right. And the Democrats want us to ignore it and move on as quickly as possible. They don't want investigations. They don't want canvassing. They don't want recounts. They don't want lawsuits. Just hurry up and agree. Now, this this doesn't – something's horribly wrong. And, and Mark, you know, you're the constitutional scholar here. You're a heck of a lot smarter than me. But I'll tell you, I took an oath to protect and defend the Constitution. No, you fought for it. You put your life on the line. For 200-plus thousand people that voted for me – and the 200-plus thousand people that voted for Connor split right down the middle. I'm fighting for both of them because if we don't fight right now, 70 million people in this country will never trust an election again. This is a constitutional crisis, and the American people deserve uh, to have some level of trust in their election systems. And the only way to do that is to actually audit the vote. 56 percent of people mm-hmm. that voted for Connor Lamb voted for him in the mail, over 100,000 people. We need to know if those people that actually voted for him are, are legal votes, and the only way to do that is to look closely at it. And let me say this and ask you this. Can there be any other reason for them to eliminate the signature requirement on mail-in votes and eliminate the postal stamp requirement for mail-in votes? Can there be any other reason where they legalize fraud but to promote fraud? There can be no other reason to do that. No. Their, their sole mission in life, Mark, was to, was to beat this president and to do it by any means necessary. And this is the radical left in this country. The ends justify the means, right? And so we're hoping, I think that, I, I do think that there's a glimmer of hope. I do think that, you know, right there in the Constitution, right, ballots have mm-hmm. to be counted on election night. People, that we, we have a, people are still counting votes here in, 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 Pen, in Pennsylvania. How, how is that legal? How is that possible? I don't know. But I will tell you, you know, that over the last week, I've had thousands of messages. I mean, thousands. And, and believe me, I ain't that popular. But I mean, people are just fight. Sean, you, you can't concede. Like, I'll never trust an election again. And I'm out here boots on the ground. People are distressed, Mark. Mm-hmm. And so 
I think we have a duty and responsibility. And, and I would call on Connor to, to join me in this quest. And if the look, if it comes forget up, it. He's not going to join you in anything. No, uh, <laughs> they want they want unity, which means line up behind them. <laughs> well, look, I, I, I outperformed him on election day. You know, I, I feel like there are too many statistical anomalies in this race, Mark, to, to look the other way. Democrats and Republicans and independents should be able to have faith in their electoral system. The only way to do that is to look into it. And so, you know, we're raising money to uh, election defense fund to make sure that we can that we can audit the vote. You can go to my website, SeanForCongress.co. Help me defend the integrity of the election, because, as you know, I mean, this stuff costs money, Mark. And go ahead and put you know, we're that up. Uh, We're doing Rich. everything we can to direct resources to it, you know, and mm-hmm. um, I want to make sure that the American people have answers. No, you're right, Sean, and you deserve better than this. You put your life on the line, for God's sakes. All right, my friend, I wish you all the best, and we'll keep an eye on this. Thanks, keep us informed. Thanks, Mark. Have a great all right. day. All right, you too. God bless you. This is why this needs to be confronted and anything that is, that is inappropriate or untoward needs to be exposed to the extent that it is. We've got a massive two Senate races in Georgia now. Now, what are we going to do? Just sit back and say, count all the votes? No, they're, they're setting up these systems to fix them so the outcome is the outcome that they want. This is what we need to fight. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine, full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. is Radio Free America on The Mark Levin Show. Call now, 877-381-3811. You know, folks, I'll be honest with you. During the break, I saw a lineup that Sean's going to have on his show, which was unbelievable. Sean Hannity, how are you, my friend? Hey, great one. You know, by the way, one guest I booked specifically after watching your show on Sunday night, Life, Liberty, and Levin, and I'll tell you why. Well, who? There are constitutionalists like yourself in this country and the level of ignorance among so many other people is breathtaking i I don't know about you i'm ready to pop a blood vessel Mm -hmm. over the absolute disgusting hypocrisy mark let me ask you a question mark for three years what was trump russia collusion all about wasn't that about a false phony allegation that Donald J. Trump was illegitimate because he conspired with the Russians and Putin uh, to rig the election in his favor in 2016, and he stole the election. 
Wasn't that three years of the Trump presidency? But here's what I want to know, Sean. Who are your guests tonight? Because that, that looked like a hell of a lineup. Who are you having? We got, we got Ted Cruz, who's been phenomenal. We got Ken Starr, who I watched your show. I was, I was mesmerized between the two of you. Lindsey Brilliant. Graham has been on fire. Yep. And we're going to update this country as to exactly what is going and on. And Gingrich, Lies right? they're being told by the media. And and we're going to set the record straight because I'm sick and tired of being lied to. But you're going to have Gingrich, Cruz, Lindsey Graham's been terrific. You're going to have Ken Starr, who's outstanding. That's a hell of a lineup. Mark, the only thing missing is you. You know how much I've... <laughs> but I already oh, told you I'm boycotting. I'm not... I want, to tell the, yes. I want to tell the Levinites and the Levin army... Then I'm not there. coming on. No, I know. You're not on tonight, but... No, no, I, I'm not coming on. I'm done. I understand. But listen, I, I want them to know... Not because of you, Mark I love and you. I talked all weekend. I think both of us, you know, feel the same exact way. I can't, I can't even stomach this, this stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't. And you know what? I watch your show. I watch a few people that I trust, and I get hope. And I want every, I want every Levinite out there to know that their voices matter, that, that integrity in our system matters, that people that tell stories matter, that the rule of law matters. When people say laws were broken, it matters. When the process is corrupted, it matters. And we need to hear from these people now that are telling their stories. I have a lot of the tape, and we've got to make a decision on a country how we're going to proceed. Isn't it amazing, Mark Levin, how a state like Florida, bigger population than all these other states that we're talking about, can run an election smoothly, perfectly, with integrity, and then everybody has faith and confidence in the outcome, that it was just and right, and it, was, and it duly represented every single voter's rights. Mm-hmm. Isn't that nice to be able to do it? Why can't we do it everywhere? Because Why they don't want they to. Because they don't want to. Because you have Democrats. You have Democrats suing to eliminate the safeguard. I'm going to tell you what, Sean. I keep hearing there's no evidence. There are affidavits now that are being made public in these cases that the president's team's putting together. No evidence. It looks like the evidence is endless. The examples are endless, and it's not just one person saying I was told to do this. It's one person saying. I saw them doing over and over and over again X, and the media completely ignore it. Yeah, well, you know some of the mark. The testimony of an affidavit under the threat of perjury is actually a pretty powerful piece of evidence because I don't think most people are willing to perjure themselves to go to jail. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to so, be a hell of a show. You know, I'm, well, I, I look yeah, forward I'm, to it. Uh, you know what, Mark? I'm pissed off, and every American mm-hmm. ought to be pissed off too. But you are right. The only guest you're missing is me. But uh, what do I know? Listen, great one. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I watched you and Ken Starr, and I watched your show last night. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, finally somebody is explaining this. Finally. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, buddy. But uh, that, uh, that's quite a lineup. I look forward to it. You take care. Right, so right. that's 9 p.m. Eastern on Please Fox. Please tell everybody it is important if it they is. have information, if they have evidence, if they experience something untoward, they have a right and, frankly, a duty to tell their fellow citizens. I mean, you have the former Speaker of the House, and Ken Starr, you have a former, people don't remember, federal judge and solicitor general of the United States. Correct. In Ted Cruz, you have somebody who has multiple uh, Supreme oh Court arguments under his belt and was also 
uh, a litigant in the 2000 Bush v. Gore. And Lindsey Graham, he was unbelievable when I saw him. Uh, Who's show? Mar- Maria's show. Yeah, Maria I mean, Bartiromo. And, and he's and chairman. He was, he ch- for, he was on my show Thursday night. He was the uh, same way. He's chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee. you got a great lineup there. I'm looking forward to all it. Right. Listen, uh, thank you, Mark. And, and to all your – my heart's troubled right now, and, and we got to get to the bottom of all this. All right, That's buddy. That's our job. Take care. All right, buddy. Seriously, folks, all of the nights, this show you got to watch. Cruz, Lindsey Graham was unbelievable. Uh, the, um, who was it, uh, let's see, Newt Gingrich and Judge Starr. I mean, that is, that is, some of you get mad at me. That's the old Yankees lineup, or even older than that, the old Philadelphia Athletics lineup. That's a lineup. So I asked Sean to come on, he didn't, and because it is crucial to me that this information get out, that it get out with the right host and the right guests. I'm just being honest with you. So that's 9 p.m. Eastern time, and I look forward to that. You know, folks, George Mason once said, the freedom of the press is one of the greatest bulwarks of liberty and can never be restrained but by despotic governments. And I would add despotic uh, big tech and despotic corporations generally. You've got to be careful. So why aren't the media asking about Hunter Biden's emails? Well, that's old news, isn't it? None of that seems to matter. It didn't matter before to the media. Just as they lied about Russia collusion when every damn one of them knew there was no evidence for that. But uh, while they're running around asking for evidence here, and there's tons of evidence all over the place. And state after state of fraud. The issue, look, look how they psychologically ad- uh, affect us. Their reality, their, their idiocy, their insanity imposed upon us. There's no evidence of fraud. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people signing affidavits to fraud. While you add those up, it's not enough. Look at their allegations. They're talking about, in some cases, systemic fraud. And this is before the media even reads the affidavits. That's why you need to watch Levin TV. And listen to me on the Blaze TV network. Now's the time. I've asked you all to move over to Parler. You go to Parler, at Mark Levin Show. If you're following me on Facebook or Twitter, I encourage you to do that as fast as possible because I'm telling you what's coming. You're not going to be able to find me at some point if they censor me one more time on either of those platforms. So come join me on Parlor immediately. Go to Parlor. It's at Mark Levin Show. It's that simple. Be liberated. Maine. Maine is a beautiful state. Beautiful people. Hardworking people. You've got the crabbers. And the lobster boats. And uh, you got all kinds of stuff going on in Maine. And then you have this. Maine businesses brace for a new $18 minimum wage. Portland, Maine. Portland House of Pizza has been around for 30 years. Restaurant manager Craig Allaire hopes it will be around another 30 years. But now he's left trying to figure out how to keep that dream alive after the passage of a minimum wage hike that as many businesses in Portland, Maine, worried. It's going to hurt everyone. It's not like we have money trees out in the back parking lot. You have to make money to pay money, said the owner of the pizza parlor. Some places are going to go out of business. In Florida, for God's sakes, which on Tuesday passed a $15 an hour minimum wage referendum, 
was the only state that had the minimum wage on the ballot in 2020. Some localities also voted on the issue. But one of those cities was Portland, Maine, the largest city in Maine. The referendum sought to increase the minimum wage from $12 an hour to $15 an hour by 2024. The measure also mandated that workers receive time and a half during a civil emergency, like, say, the virus. And despite opposition from the city's mayor and seven members of the city council, because they know it's going to kill the city, everybody's going to go outside the city borders. So Portland, Maine is going to die. The measure passed with 60% of the vote. Everybody wants free money. Everybody thinks money grows on tea. Uh, on, on a tree. And, and then they think they're righteous in demanding this kind of money. That means as ne- early as next month, the minimum wage will be $18 an hour, since Maine has already declared a civil emergency with a virus. So that's time and a half going to kick in on the $12 minimum wage. Business is already ravaged by stay-at-home orders from the coronavirus have expressed worry about how they're going to manage to stay in the black. Well, they won't. So the 60% of the people in Portland, Maine who voted for that just destroyed the livelihoods of God knows how many people in Portland, Maine. They're going to lose their jobs because nobody can pay $18 an hour. Not for making pizzas. That's just not going to happen. And the vast majority of restaurants in this country are always on the edge. 2%, 3%, 4% profit. And that's mostly if they have a liquor license. You start putting this in there, $15 minimum wage in Florida and so forth, plus on top of that people get tips and so forth. You're going to break the backs of these small businesses. And and in in addition, uh, nobody's going to want to start a small business. You're just not going to do it. So you have some of these businesses that are labor-intensive, like restaurants, like grocery stores. So you'll see the prices in the grocery stores in Florida. They're all going to shoot up. You're going to see restaurants go out of business, and the restaurants that are open, you're going to see the prices go up. Why the hell does this hamburger cost me 7 bucks? Well, look around you. Look around you. I'll be right back. Mark in. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Boy, everybody's praising and raving about life, liberty, and Levin last night on the Fox News channel. Aren't they, Mr. Producer? 
I want to thank Rush for playing some of the clips. Sean was, his eyes were glued to it. Um, Judge Starr was terrific. Hans von Spakovsky was terrific. Me, I just do what I do. I try and draw out other people. But they were both absolutely exceptional. So I do want to thank all of you for watching it, who did. And uh, for the rest of... uh, with so many broadcasters uh, noting it. And Rush and Sean in particular, my dear Rush, getting his treatment this week. And uh, we think about him all the time, don't we? He's had an effect on my life, boy. He really has. I'm not even talking about radio. I'm talking about just generally. He is something else. And he's a very courageous man, too. Chuck Schumer, you've probably heard this, but not from me. He's in a large crowd in New York City Saturday with a mask. Then he takes a mask off. Nobody asked Dr. Fauci about super spreaders there. No, because Dr. Fauci's all in with the left. That's just the truth. He's clawed his way to the top as a young man, and he has no intention of leaving that job, even at the age of 80. It's incredible. He's 80. Nancy Pelosi's 80. Biden's almost 80. I won't comment further. I'm not against 80-year-olds. I just don't want them running, running these industries and so on. They're simply incapable of it. So they have staffers and others whispering in their ears and telling them what to do. But here's Chuck Schumer. Cut six. Go. Now we take Georgia, and then we change the world. Yeah! I'm sorry, can you repeat that, Mr. Schumer? Now we take Georgia, and then we change America. Now I want you to keep in mind that the Jews in Brooklyn who wanted to go to funerals and weddings and celebrate Sukkot and other holidays, they were being arrested. They were being targeted by Cuomo and DeCamio. But if you're a leftist Democrat, if you're a Biden supporter, if you're an arsonist and a looter, the rules don't apply to you. Because you're Democrats. As Bob Grant used to say, my great friend, it's sick and getting sicker. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel, and you, 71 million patriots out there. Thank you. Stand strong, America, and I'll see you right here tomorrow. God bless. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.